it's another level. You almost got to enjoy fighting. <laughs> I, mean, I like fighting. If, yeah, <laughs> if you want to, if you want to get Satan out of your life, and you you have to enjoy fighting. It's a fight. It's not. Hey, uh, I'll give you the limp wrist, you know, fish handshake. No, dude, I'm gonna grab you by the throat, and you know, I'm gonna pray you away from my life. Yeah, you know, and you gotta have that warrior mentality. Like, hey, this is spiritual warfare. Yeah, this is not nice guy club. Welcome to the Kindling Fire. My name is Troy Mangum. God is preaching a sermon to the world through people's lives. People's experience, history, and testimonies all point to some amazing attribute of God that you too can experience. I interview revolutionaries, fire starters, and troublemakers. This podcast is here to be a voice of encouragement in your life. A voice that says, with God you can, and with God you will step into the abundant life. So let's get rolling. All right, today on the Kindling Fire, I have, uh, you guys are in for a treat. I got Steve Gay. What's up, Steve? Not much. I'm glad to be here. <laughs> I apologize if I cough during this. So, uh, Steve, and uh, you may have heard, uh, we did a podcast what was it? Two years ago? Two years Three? ago. Yeah. So it was uh, Band of Brothers, and yeah. uh, where a lot of the Band of Brothers yeah. that I was running with at the time, we all shared our story. You were one of those men, and yeah. and so if you've been a longtime listener, you may have met Steve before, but if not, you're in for a treat. So uh, <laughs> just <laughs> just tell tell um, just say a little bit about like who you are and what you do and what yeah, just a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm kind of a one-off outlier. I was the oldest kid of a single mom, no mentor. Ended up uh, joining the Army after I got a girl pregnant in high school. Mm. Didn't like the Army, uh, so I went into Special Forces, and uh, that's where I called my calling because one of my weaknesses, I have an anger issue, Mm. and Green Berets don't mind it if you're angry. And, um, you know, then I got, you know, went to Ranger School, and, um, you know, so the community I hung out with in Special Forces and Rangers uh, they prefer excellence. You, know, mm. you have to be excellent in everything you do. And um, and I just I ended up flourishing there. Uh, not, you know, I didn't go there to be better than anybody else or be arrogant or anything. I just like, hey, if that's the best the Army has, then that's kind of where I want to go. Yeah. And when I went uh, to the Q course, which is, uh, that's what they call Special Forces Training, the Special Forces Qualification Course. Okay. And we just call it the Q Course. I ended up being the honor graduate. And I don't think I knew that. Yeah. And then, <laughs> you know, and it, it wasn't like I had that goal. Yeah. It just kind of happened at the end of it. Yeah. And then later I went to Ranger School, and um, and I just wanted to survive that. So I ended up being the uh, Distinguished Honor Graduate and Merrill's Marauder winner of Ranger School. Wow. And, uh, again, without trying it just on graduation day, they said, Hey, come here. You're going to stand up in front of everybody. These are the awards you got. And so, you know, I was just trying to survive the school yeah, and learning all these life lessons. And, uh, that's kind of, and then in our band of brothers, mm-hmm. when we were meeting, uh, I just remember being in the mill in Fuquay and, sitting there looking at all these guys and said, you know, this is kind of like a special forces, a team. Mm. We have this, this brotherhood, Mm. the Holy spirit was transforming all of us from different walks of life. 
And that's where special forces come. Everybody has this united goal, but they come from all over. Mm. And just that transformation experience is like one of the best blessings in my life was that night yeah. that we realized that up in the mill. I was like, this is amazing. This can really take off. So how long, how long were you in the Rangers? Well, I never actually was in the Ranger Regiment. Okay. I just okay. was Ranger Qual. I okay. worked for the Rangers for four years okay. at the Mountain Phase of Ranger School. Okay. I went yeah. back there uh, yeah. after I, I was kind of too old to be carrying rucksacks and yeah, body arms. So I went to PA school. Okay. So because I was a physician assistant yeah. with a Special Forces Ranger background, then I only worked in elite units. Right. As yeah. far as with those patients. Right. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, and that's what you're doing now. Right. Okay. You know, so, cool. and then uh, after the Ranger, working at the Mountain Phase of Ranger School for four yeah. years, I did a fellowship in emergency medicine. Yeah. And uh, I told people, I was like, hey, this is all about, I didn't have to worry about being kind or showing grace to people because you don't have to show, <laughs> you don't have to show Rangers. I love that. <laughs> or SF guys. You don't have to show many grace. It's all, all results oriented. Yeah. Um, but since the Band of Brothers, I've been modifying my personality and, and, and um, it's kind of like uh, when you go into warfare, like when I did a lot of counterterrorism yeah. and, you know, we had a couple rules. Well, one of the biggest takeaway points for me in the Bible is life is super, super complex. Mm. And so the, the most elite units in the U.S. take the most complex task, you know, hostage rescue, and it, you have to simplify it. So that, you know, you don't have to think, you just do it, you just right. react, you practice and react. Well, God does, did the same thing. Jesus said, hey, the greatest thing is love God mm. with all your heart, mind, and soul, and love your neighbor like yourself. Yeah, let's stop, let's stop on that one, because, man, you got, there's so much gold in, in the thing. <laughs> like, I know a lot of the backstories of, of some of this stuff, and uh, I want to stop on that one, because what you're, what you're, it, you, what I know about you and walking with you for years was any spiritual warfare situation, you immediately are thinking about a system, a process, a, a simplification, and specifically on that one, love God with all your heart and soul, and then love your neighbor as yourself. One of the things that you always say is um, you got to love people out of the glory of your heart. Right. Yeah, so can you, hone in on that, just that piece, and then we can do some other exploring, but... Yeah, just yeah. share a little bit more about so that. So if you, if somebody says something, what I would judge to be stupid <laughs> or do something stupid to me, my flesh thinks, you know, I, like I've never really dealt with anxiety or depression, but my anger becomes violent anger. Like, right. I'll just get rid of you <laughs> type. I don't, you don't need to be here anymore because I don't need to put up with your crap anymore. Yeah. And then when I kept learning about the glory of our heart, then I got to go, hey, that, that person has a backstory. Mm. I need to show them how much glory God put in my heart and how much love I got in my heart that no matter what kind of moron I may think you are for a second until I can go back to thinking like God wants me to think, whatever caused you to say that or do that, yeah. if I love you, if I know about the glory I have in my heart and that's where I'm going to talk from and act from, mm then because uh, what I'm trying to do is give God glory by giving that person some grace. Yeah. That's yeah. and that's a that's a tough 
in the heat of the moment, <laughs> that's incredibly tough for me to do. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's, it's, it's not impossible because I've done it. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm nowhere near 100% perfect. Yeah. But my success rate has gotten better the more I just pour, ask God to pour into me. I've gotten more success at granting people grace. Well, let me ask you this, because um, I, I know a little bit about sort of your anger. Um, I mean, first off, just being somebody that where you came to the group first on, like you had such an intimidation factor. You're a big guy. You're a strong guy. You got this military <laughs> background. And it was just like, you know, you kind of walk in a room. You're like, OK, like everybody's on alert. <laughs> you know, it's just like, how's this going to go? You know, and and um, and. You were super intense, like in the beginning, and 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 now that I've come to know you all these years later, it's just like, oh my gosh, like you are, you are a dangerous man, but God has given you such a wonderful heart, such mm. a such a father's heart, such a, I mean, the way you care about people, it's insane. But you would never know that, you know, right. unless you know you. And so I think the thing I want to ask is, how did God help you with with anger? That's a really the guys deal with anger some more than others. So how did you know? Because all you throughout like the um, New Testament, different people like Luke said it, Paul said it in Romans, um, and they all say, and James said it. You have to learn to control your thoughts. Mm. And I'm such a, I have a big enough ego that I don't like giving power to anybody. Mm. So I, once I realize I have to give God power. But then I don't want Satan to have any of my power of controlling my thoughts. And, uh, and it's, it's, it's a special forces thing when, um, when I'm going down that slippery slope of uh, negative anger thoughts. Yeah. You have to have uh, a battle plan, you yeah. know, because this is spiritual warfare we're talking about. If he's messing with my head, this is spiritual warfare. And so if it's a near ambush, a near ambush, like they were teaching SF guys in Vietnam, is the enemies within 25 meters of you. You have to charge their position, you know. Mm. And so you got you got to close that gap of 25 meters while you're shooting to kill them while they're trying to shoot and kill you. So when Satan gets me with a near ambush, uh, I put on that song "Raise a Hallelujah" as loud <laughs> as I can, and because I I turn the James chapter one verses two through four. Yeah. That's embrace the suck to me. Yeah. That's what Ranger School was. Just embrace the suck, one foot in front of the other. Yeah. You're not gonna eat or sleep for fifty eight days, so just keep moving. Yeah. And so whatever God put on my plate or Satan is trying to mess with me so that I can't give God glory, then I have to embrace that yeah. and um keep plowing through it and then just pray about what I'm grateful for. Pray to help me overcome whatever that obstacle is to that day. Yeah. While I'm listening to uh, raise yeah. the hallelujah incredibly well, loud. <laughs> uh, I love the idea that you, when the enemy gets close, you, you, the, the tactic is to rush them. Yeah. And so what does that look like to rush the enemy? Like when Satan's coming in, you're like, well, it's scary as crap. And yeah. So, yeah. So <laughs> that's why you have to have the plan ahead of time. Yeah. Okay. You know, so you cannot think about this in during the ambush. You mm -hmm. have to have this battle plan in your head. And so, and you know, so if you, if Troy gets inside his head and say, Hey, I'm in a really good spot right now, let's evaluate where's the weakest part of Troy's 
psyche and mentality. Where can Satan attack me the most? Mm. And so while you're doing that in a good place, then you plan how you're going to, because you're going to get attacked. Yeah. We all have bad days. We all get attacked. But you have, that's what special forces does. We rehearse, we rehearse, rehearse over and over and over when a bad thing happens. Yeah. Or they even rehearse good things. Yeah. This is how we're going to take the enemy down. So if we rehearse how we're going to take Satan down, but realizing we're not going to win every battle, that sometimes he's going to ambush us. If we already have a battle plan, Yeah. how am I going to deal with that? So as soon as you recognize, oh, this is a, an attack from Satan, you just roll right into your plan. Yeah, so give me your, so one plan I know is worship. Like you've right. talked about this like over and over again. Like It's like, oh, okay, game on. Like first, we're starting with worship. What are some other things that you do? Uh, well, that and um, I think I, I have to pray specifically uh, against whatever the attack is. Hmm. You know, so I've never been very good at praying for myself. Hmm. You know, so like, hey, can you help me? Um, you know, because in the secular world, I've been very successful. Hmm. I went from nothing to like people look at me now, like when we went into the Band of Brothers. Mm hmm. They just saw this guy that's 6'2", 230, got a master's degree in emergency medicine, works uh, in the special operations community at Fort Bragg. And so my superficial self right. was all this put together dude. Yeah, okay. And the I'll fill in the blank. Scary could break your neck. <laughs> well, not bad, but I, I, that, no, trust me. That's what they were thinking. <laughs> yeah, but on the, on the inside, I was, hey, I, am I going to measure up? You know, will I measure mm. up? Will I meet the standards? Ah, yeah. Because you know, special force is all about the standard. Yeah, yeah. And until I learned the standard is love God and love your neighbor as yourself, my standard was, oh, I got to be a nice guy. I got to be this person to that person. You know, it's kind of that fake sure. Christian. Yeah. The, the kind that drove me away from the church over and over and over. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'd go into the church and get out. Go in and out, in and out. And yeah. now... I don't need the building. I think I need the community right. of everybody at church, but I don't need that building anymore like I thought I used to. So one of the things I learned from you is bounding overwatch. Um, I'd never heard the term before. I haven't served in the military. And so, uh, so can you explain what that is and kind of how you saw this as sort of a spiritual warfare uh, ta- you know, approach? So if, uh, if you're... A man out there listening to this and you're not connected with other men that's the first step you got to get connected you mm. got to have between five and twelve guys mm. that you can tell the truth to and they won't judge you and you just roll through life together uh, mm. and as the Holy Spirit speaks to each other and so when you function as a team when you're uh, a team of special operators or a team of uh, Christian men that are prayer warriors and stuff on any given day, you're going to be getting your butt kicked as a team. <laughs> yeah, right. So not team, not everybody's yeah, going to be killing it. Uh, individual, but as a team, like uh, one guy be arguing with his wife at the same time, and two other guys are arguing with their wife, and so the whole team's getting their butt kicked. Mm. And so you have to if you if you can't fight the fight right that second, you have to break contact with the enemy before you get destroyed. Mm. So. You identify it, and whoever, one of you just take over and say, hey, we're going to break contact. We're not going to argue with our spouses anymore. We are going to fall back together 
Hmm. You know, I'll stay on the point and engage the enemy today with, you know, hardcore prayer while you guys fall back and just regroup, you know, pray, get inside your own thing. And then you just keep bounding back. So then that individual will bound back to the mm-hmm. group. And then you just keep breaking away from whatever Satan is doing to you at that time. So yeah. So, get- so, re- so it's basically like somebody's on point and you're giving ground cover or air cover, yeah. prayer cover. Um, for people that are like pulling back and be like, yeah, I gotta, I gotta regroup. Like, hey, what do I gotta? I gotta repent. I gotta, you know, what, what? Yeah, because when they're tapped out, when they mentally, when they want to quit, yeah, you don't let them quit. Like, hey, do fall back, right? Repent. Yeah, I love that word you said. I wish I would have said it. Uh, <laughs> you know, um, you have to fall back and repent. Well, like, you gotta evaluate. Like, okay, yeah. I got, I got sideswiped. I gave in. Where where's the opportunity? And usually it has something to do with sin yeah. and 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 you being naive. Yep. Yeah. And, and, and you fall back into old habits. Yeah, that too. We go right back. You know, the sin will drag us back into our old habits. Yeah. You know, and and so somebody, if you're in a group of eight guys like we were, yeah, one of us was always strong at the time, and we were texting like eighth graders. Yeah, and, uh, it was awesome. All of our wives complained <laughs> that you guys text like eighth graders. Don't text after 10 o'clock at night. But we were asking for prayer because on any given day, two, three guys were super strong and were, were dealing with it. Yeah. Two, three guys weren't. And two, three other guys were in the middle. Yeah. And so we could be there for each other. And some guys would take over point on just really, they were in it so they could pray hard while the other guys fell back and just kind of repented and got their act together. So let me... Um, so um, this comes to mind so uh, strongly for me. So if the man on point has got a gun and he's hitting, he's hitting the enemy direct, mm-hmm. right? Like he, he when every time he pops his head up, like he's nailing him. What that is is a man who knows another man's story, and so mm-hmm. and says, "Look, you know, first off, know who you are in Christ." I'm reminding you of your identity. Here's a scripture to reinforce that or something that we've already covered. You may have forgotten. You may have given ground to the enemy. And it was this fight. It was those, So the man on point was always kind of like, hey, remember who you are. Remember who God has made you. Remember what God has already done. Like, what are you doing out there acting like you don't know what's going on? <laughs> like, right. get and back. If I'm on point, and I'm specific, <laughs> it's like you said, I know your story. If I'm specifically praying for Troy because he's having a bad day or a bad yeah. week. I'm I'm not just gen- generically praying. Amen. I'm specifically praying against old sin, against old things that can crop up. Yeah, and that's like a man on point literally yeah. nailing Emmy. So every time he tries, he'd be like, no, I know where you're going with that. Boom. Yeah, yeah, and you're that's- going to try to attack Troy here. You're going to try to attack exactly. Brad there. And I'm praying against all of that. See, that's what men are missing. Yeah, I mean, one of the things that um, I mean, you and I know we've lived it, right? I mean, having community, it's a, it like it's another level. You almost of, gotta enjoy fighting. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I like fighting. If, so. Yeah, <laughs> if you wanna if you wanna get Satan out of your life, and you you have to enjoy fighting. It's a fight. It's not. Hey, uh, I'll give you the limpress, you know, fish handshake. No, dude, I'm gonna grab you by the throat. And, you know, I'm going to pray you away from my life. Yeah. You know, and you got to have that warrior mentality. Like, hey, this is spiritual warfare. Yeah. This is not a nice guy club. Yeah. It's no. not a country club. And that, and that's, uh, and it got intense. Oh, yeah. And, and, and even, uh, man, there's so many sweet we can like, cover. When, we, but- <laughs> when you talk about leaving the mill at 10 
and we'd leave the streets of Fuquay at 11.15. We stood out there and prayed yeah. on the street, specific prayers for yeah. an hour, hour and 15 minutes. Yeah. I was like, can you believe we did that? I was like... Yeah. Out and open in public on the street. Yeah, so that, the, for, for those that have no idea what we're talking about, the mill was like a coffee shop bar. It was yeah. kind of like a coffee shop during the day and a bar at night, and we they had this upper thing. And we would meet there, and it was like it was it was it was holy. It yeah. was a great place to meet. We made it our altar. We did, and we would go outside right on the front of that place and pray like just like warriors right on the corner of the yeah. right on the street for yeah. That was good memories, man. Yeah. <laughs> hey, so let um. Okay, so that's the bounding overwatch in in kind of the fallback position. Do you flee? Is there a bounding overwatch in an advanced position? It is, but the, but you you're kind of equal. Okay, so you you split your team in half, and so you'd have cover as you're advancing. So yeah. if we had an eight man, our our eight man band of brothers, like four yeah. guys would go forward to engage, while the other guys provided they would shoot while you're running forward. Right. Yeah, and then as you got up equal to each other, you just bound forward. So the thing, the way that I that I'll translate that for me, like when I stepped out as a missionary my, with my family, mm-hmm. it was a high risk venture. There was a lot of spiritual warfare. There was just a lot, and right. there would be times I would reach out to you guys, and man, I knew that I knew I was on the front position. And I was getting hammered, but I knew that if I would yeah. reach out to you guys, you guys would pray me through. And you did. Right. Like for months. And so that was huge for me. It wasn't yeah. just a, you know, my, there was relationships there. I could rely on you guys. Right. That was and totally it, different than some it church. Be, it yeah. would be dedicated. <laughs> yes. You know, so you could it's not like you're reaching back to the missions pastor to exactly. the yeah. missions committee. Yeah. Well, this was dedicated band of brothers. Yeah. Like when you go out into the mission field yeah. from the band, a band of brothers, then you you have this solid backing. So as you're bounding forward, yeah, they got your back the whole way. Because and, and that providing was providing cover for you while you expose yourself to the Satan uh, and advance the kingdom of God. Yep. And and that's what's so powerful. I, I I don't know that I've ever seen this before, but because you know each other, you you know how to pray. You right. know how to fight. Right. And it's not just like this hand-waving kind of thing. It's like, no, I like if you were to get in a situation, I would know exactly how to fight for you. And you right. would know how to exactly how to fight for me. And that is, you become far more dangerous to the enemy in my life, in me, in your life, right. just by that relationship. And that's what guys are missing out on. Yeah. It's not just... You know, accountability group and confess your sins. It's like, do you want to win? Yeah. <laughs> you, you're tired of losing? You better find a band of brothers to get it done. Yeah, because we didn't go in there to confess our sins. We talked about our sin yeah. from a place of weakness, and this is what I'm trying to overcome. Yeah. I don't want, I don't need you to hold me accountable, mm. you know, to, I'm telling you my sin, A, so I can you, repent, you can help me repent, but. Uh, it's so that you'll know me better so we can have that relationship. Yeah, that's a good way you know, to put it. Um, you know, because same way as a as a PA, I have I have to have a relationship with my patients or they're never going to trust me. Yeah. You know, if, I, if they don't believe that I care about them and I'm in it for their mental health, their physical health, whatever, same thing. I have to, you know, I have to be there for them. And, and once you get... Um, for me, being in special forces, that's what it's all about. Mm. No individual has value. The team, like, it's, we're quiet professionals. The whole team gets all the credit, 
No individual gets credit. That's really powerful. Yeah, and so you got to function as a team. It's 10 to 12 guys. It's, it's a, called a 12-man A-team, but they're always hurting for people. So it's never 12. It's always like 10. Yeah. So 10 guys going forward. Have you ever seen a special forces? Um, I mean, I know that we experienced it in, in the Band of Brothers, but thinking back, like, what we just described is when the enemy is front, right? It's, it's, or somebody's ambush and somebody's got some aware with all to be like, Hey, you need to fall back. We'll get your back. You know, that kind of thing. What about when it feels like the enemy like infiltrates the group, you know, and it like starts, the group starts turning on each other or, or starts, oh, you know, I know <laughs> that's why I'm bringing it up. I think it's called pride. <laughs> so what, what's your take on it? Just your, oh, your, it's your take on it. Well, yeah, cause I've experienced that and uh, it's brutal because uh you get called out mm. and you know you can have fisticuffs in your team room what's that have fisticuffs you beat oh. the crap out of you oh yeah 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 you know? yeah you don't like what somebody says hey just crank him one hard as you can right and he better be able to defend himself because you're going to keep hitting him until he's unconscious yeah you know and if you're drinking beer at the same time you're doing that then it really yeah know. just to clarify this is on the special forces yeah, this, this is, <laughs> At our Bible study, you better be careful. Right. Yeah, not at our Bible study. This is <laughs> well, it wasn't a Bible study. I shouldn't say that. It yeah. was really our our. I don't even know what you would call it. It was a it was a warfare meeting. It was, it was like a Holy Spirit encountered <laughs> a, a yeah that's transformation and process. Yeah, yeah, and Bible was involved. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and so whenever pride would enter, people would mm. call it because so everybody knows the team is what it's all about, not yeah. an individual. But when you want to make it about you. When uh, yes. I had a guy tell me one time I should wear my, uh, when I don't have my green beret on, I should put it in my right pocket. I'm like, why should I do that? He said, because you have a tab on your left sleeve that says special forces. Then everybody that sees you from either side will know you're special forces. And, and I said, and why do I want people to know I'm special forces? I'm supposed to be a quiet professional. I'm supposed to be really good at what I do, but nobody needs to know what I do. Man, that's so good. And, uh, and he's like, well, you know, he was into wearing a green beret. Yeah. And I was into being the best green beret I could without nobody knowing about it. Yeah. There's yeah. such a kingdom application to what you're saying. Oh, yeah. And so the same thing, like, if you don't want any credit and you just want to give God all the glory, like, what are you doing? Uh, hey, I'm trying to speak life into this person mm -hmm. and i just was telling somebody yesterday because recently i heard a comment um you gotta quit being a victim mm. you know and uh i got insulted by that I, you know i think it's almost a racist statement yeah in my opinion i said so because i work with a lot of poor people and i've got a lot of people in my family i was like and uh, people that don't have hope you can't give them hope by telling them, hey, quit acting like a victim. You're just mm -hmm. going to crush them even more. And I was, I was telling this guy yesterday, I said, I have given tons and tons of what I think is stellar advice to my family, to my patients, and I've failed 100% at creating hope. But when I talk about my transformation in the Band of Brothers and what I used to be, and what I am now with the power of the Holy Spirit, then they can look like, that's right, I didn't know you back then, and you're not that person. You know, you you did transform. So when they 
can see what the Holy Spirit did in me and how far away from the Holy Spirit I was at the start, then they can have hope like I can do that too. The Holy Spirit can do that with me just like he did Steve. So the thing that is just exploding right now in my spirit is there's a scripture in Zechariah 3.9 and it's, it's the Lord speaking. He says, I will wield you like a warrior's sword. Hmm. It's just a powerful image of God speaking of his people, saying, I will wield you like a warrior's sword. And the thing that you're saying is that you become the weapon in God's hands. Your life becomes the weapon against darkness, against hopelessness, against sin, against all the terrible things in this world. And, And think about God wielding that as a group, like this 12 swords. You know, I mean, and just, and and because all of us have these different stories, right? right? Just like I was transformed, God transformed me. And what is inspiring about it and what works about it is it's like, it's a model. Well, if God did that for you, maybe there's hope for me. If God could do that for you, maybe there's hope for me. And that's a whole lot different than you need to get your crap together. Right. Oh, yeah. Because, <laughs> I mean, we can sit here and nitpick all kinds of things we need to do better. Yeah. But I remember being in the mill when you were talking about going to YWAM, and I told you a story about uh, being on a satellite phone, sitting on top of the HESCO on the border of Afghanistan and Pakistan, and I saw movement in the dark, you know, so I brought my gun up, and I had my finger on the trigger, but I was talking to my mother. It was 6 o'clock in the morning in Afghanistan, and it was like 10 o'clock at night on the East Coast. And uh, and then the first thing I saw was this old guy. So you were like the point man in this caravan of people yeah. when you got, went on that mission trip. So your family's behind you and all these people, hey, we're going to serve the Lord that way. Yeah. Because in that guy's, um, everything behind him was every kid from the village, every man, woman, child, and every animal, sheep, goats, whatever. The baby kids were in baskets tied up on the top of the camel. So were the baby goats and the baby sheep were all in these big baskets. And so, you know, so that's, that was you on point going out to Hawaii. Like, hey, mm-hmm. we're going to take the point of this. Yeah. And I just saw you kind of transform. I was like, oh, because you had some fear and some anxiety. Oh, then, my gosh. Then I when had you fear thought, and anxiety. <laughs> hey, this is what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to yeah. lead this, my family, and I'm supposed to go do this yeah. for God, you know. Yeah, uh, and your face just changed. Oh, I did, man. I t- <laughs> man, when you told me that, I remember that day because I was so afraid of being on point. That was the whole point of it. It was like the Lord was like, "I'm putting mm-hmm. you on point," and I'm like, "That is the riskiest place for me to be. I have failed so many times leading," and the Lord is like, "Get on point." And mm-hmm. and then when you were able to say that to me, it just was like you knew my story. You knew they had anxiety. You knew maybe why I might be hesitant. And you were like, the Lord's in this. This yeah. is what I see. And I remember that day. And it transformed me. That was like and one you, of, We had all the brothers right there. So yeah. we, like, we had your back. Yeah. <laughs> it makes me want to cry, man. Yeah. Well, you know, and it, it, but it comes down to that word you said. So it's relationship. It's totally. If, if you don't have relationship with people uh, and p- relationship with God, how do you... How do you make it through the day? Yeah, no, it's you good. stay depressed. Yes, yeah, being sad is a horrible place to be. No, that's the truth. Yeah, you know, we, we're supposed to have joy, loving from the glory of our heart. I don't know how many times I said that in the middle. I need to say it more now. <laughs> you know? 
got to find joy yeah. loving people from the glory of your heart. Yeah. You know? so. Well, Steve, man, it's been, gosh, man, I just, it's an honor to be your friend. Oh, it's an honor to be your friend. Uh, man, it's, it's like, we've got some history, and it's a good history. Yeah, God has history. done some good things. Uh, you want to end, you got anything to end with? Anything else that you want to? You want to share? Yeah, just, you know, like that guy that talked about not being a victim, when I looked at it, I was a victim of my anger. Mm. So I was judging people why they didn't do better. And I judged myself harshly because I've been in combat. And so why did I let the spiritual warfare of COVID deflect me? So in the yeah. last uh, month and a half, I went back to, hey, I'm supposed to be helping people. Mm. You know, so... Uh, uh, helping like hand of hope and helping different places right you know unborn kids and stuff like that you know i don't need to wait for anybody else i can lead quietly like a special forces guy i can just go serve people yeah and you know and not be a victim to COVID or or Anything, fear yes. or my anger hey anger you're out of here you yeah. know i'm here to love from the glory of my heart yeah. and then I'll get joy out of that. Yeah, and I just and it's like the Lord is saying, "You'll be my warrior sword. I yeah. will wield you, wield you like a warrior sword." Yeah. You know, you just become available, and then you'll become the weapon that exactly. He's made you to be. So, man, that was that was awesome. Yeah, my pleasure. <laughs> it was fun. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the podcast. I am doing a YouTube channel, so we do video formats of these podcasts, and we'd love to have you look there. Okay, guys, until next time. Be awesome.